Did Hitler get elected on Monday and start throwing people into ovens on Friday? No, it was a gradual process. The first thing that Hitler did was start to write newspaper articles. Every, everything that was going wrong was the Jews' fault. They're the ones that caused all these problems. Did the Jews write their own newspaper articles and go, I disagree? So then, the Jews had to wear the Star of David, so we can tell who you are. Did they say, no, that's a violation of my property, privacy, I don't have to tell you. No, the Jews decided, well, it's a religious symbol. We love God, we should be proud to wear the Star of David. Eventually, the, Jew, the Germans came in and they broke all of the windows in all of the Jewish businesses in one weekend. The, the Saturday night was known as Kristallnacht, which is German for night of glass. Did the Jews rise up and say, now, damn it, you're violating my property. You shouldn't do that. No. Gosh, we don't want to make the Germans any madder than they already are. Don't piss them off. They've got guns. Eventually, the Germans are loading them up into cattle trailers, in the, on the train. Where do you think you're going? On vacation? Where do you think they're going to take you? Well, now you're cold and naked and they're walking you into the ovens where you're going to go to mass execution. Is it time now to raise your hand and say, you know, I tend to disagree with all of this. Bang! You're dead. It's too late to complain. You should have complained at the beginning, when you at least had a chance. How bad do things have to get before you do something? Do they have to take away all your property? Do they have to license every activity that you want to engage in? Do they have to be throwing you on cattle cars before you start to say, now wait a minute, I don't think this is a good idea. How long is it going to be before you finally resist and say, no, I will not comply, period. Sooner or later, you've got to draw a line and stand your ground, whether anybody else does or not. That is what liberty is all about. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared just two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. Here we are. <laughs> Once again, recording episode uh, six. Yep. For the second time. Yep. What's up, people out there in podcast land? Mr. Bad Eric. Yeah, that was a pretty good clip. Oh. So true, so true. Well, D. Yeah. We're at it again. 
For y'all don't know, uh, there had, sorry for the delay in the, this podcast coming up, but uh, oh, if, if I swear, if it could, if anything could have went wrong the last week, it and, went to shit. It, it did. <laughs> it went to shit in a handbasket. Shooter Dan got sick, and then I'm I back, started bitches and in, in the form of Joe Rogan. I'm back, bitches. And then I got feeling under the weather, and then and then we recorded. We recorded this two days ago, episode six, and then we lost it all in a massive data dump. And it was good, and it hurt. <laughs> yeah, it hurt a whole lot. It, so if anybody wants to donate to the call, we, we need a Roland Edderall Art National 9 digital recorder. Let's <laughs> say it one more time a little slower. <laughs> it's the Edderall. R-09 digital recorder. Yes, please send us one. Yeah, because we need one. Because if we crash again, I just, I'm, I don't know, man, it ain't going to be good. No, let's not even think that way, all right? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty scary when you, when you put in an hour of your time, and next thing you know, we don't have nothing. That was uh, more like two hours of our time. Yeah, you're Considered right. prep work and everything. Yeah, exactly. So now we're trying to redo this, and I don't remember where. Uh, I don't even hardly remember the episode now. Well, let's touch base on what Bagnerit was talking about. For those of you that uh, there's a really good DVD out there um, that is about the same thing, and Bagnerit's got um, uh, and a, a class that you can buy DVD or you can download it online. It's called "Good to Be King." It is exceptional. And, and, and if you if you don't want to spend the money and support the guy, you can also go to YouTube. I think every one of the uh, lectures he gives is on there. That's where we pulled mm-hmm. that from. Yeah, he's really good from start to finish, and I believe there's like six. DVDs. It's really long. No man, it's like ten of them. Ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know it's really long, but it's it's really 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he just pretty much walks you through the whole entire Constitution from beginning to end, and the Bill of Rights and everything that has anything to do with liberty. Yeah, it's a good one, definitely. Um, another video that's good that talks about um, how all the all these countries out there like. Uh, Germany and Russia and uh, a whole shitload of others. Italy. Italy. Um, Innocence Betrayed is a really good DVD to watch. Uh, it talks about how these countries once had you know, ar- the, the right to bear arms and it was stripped away from them and bad things followed. Yeah, but, yeah it's put out by the Jews for the preservation of firearms. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. It is. Check it out. <laughs> so we had some people write in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. We had some feedback coming in, uh, and we appreciate all that. And if you get a chance, stop by iTunes and, and leave a comment there for us too, if you don't mind, because uh, it'll only help our ratings. <laughs> yeah, and uh, anybody that sends us feedback, we will cover it. Definitely. Until we, until we get inundated with our mass mob. But right now we can cover it. So right in now. Get, <laughs> yeah. in, get in early. <laughs> yeah. One of the guys. Make history. That wrote in. His name was Oscar. And he's down in uh, North Miami. What's up, Oscar? In North Miami. 
And he had some. He, he left some good comments, but we won't pat ourselves on the back since we have been having so many problems lately. But he um he basically wanted to let us know about a petition online at petitiononline.com, I believe it was. I'll, it will be in the show notes. I'll be sure to put a link there where you can go and sign up for they're pushing open carry here in the state of Florida. Yes. Yeah. And if there's any state that needs it, it's Florida. It's just freaking hot down here all year round. So, you know. The zombies get a little heated up. Yeah. And it's crazy down here. This place is a petri dish of madness. It is, man. <laughs> Um, Fort Piss and Hollywood. And somebody else that, that wrote in, I don't know his real name, uh, follows, follows we, we all follow each other on Twitter, and it's E-X-G-E-E-11, E-X-G-E-E-11. I guess that's X, X-G-I, or, or it might be X-G-I, I don't know. He's going to school up, up in uh, Ohio, I believe it was, and uh, just want to give a shout-out to him. And he pointed us in a, in a good direction. Uh, he's going to try to become a civil servant. And he was talking about, at least on the local level, get in, make some changes. And that's what people need to do. They need to get more involved with their local politics instead of sitting back and griping about all the stuff all the time. And I think that's what Bad Eric was talking about, you know. He was. He, he, draw the line in the sand. Say, you know, I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, it's easier to complain at the beginning than at the end. Do a podcast, didn't, didn't, anything, blog. Didn't, didn't Badnerick just say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's better to, you know, you have to you have to raise your objections at the beginning, not at the end when they have control. Right. Bang! Once they get control, you're done. Right. The other one was a fellow named Joey, and uh, he wanted to, you know, uh, us to maybe give our opinions on militias, um, you know, and this country was founded on a militia. What are you talking about? I know. So, but militias. There's such a um, zombies bad. There's such a uh, negative connotation with the word militia, which was a great PR campaign by the federal government back in the '90s <laughs> that really demonized them back in the '70s and '90s. Actually, yeah, okay. what Waco and all that shit, uh-huh, and Ruby Ridge and mm-hmm. these crazy psycho militant militia. But that ain't really what a militia is, and we don't want to get into it now. But it'll be an upcoming episode because we got some real ideas about what they are, uh, and at this point. If you can go, and I'm going to give the Jack Spirko over at the Survival Podcast a good a good shout out here because he had Stuart Rhodes mm-hmm. on, and Stuart Rhodes is the the head and the founder of Oath Keepers, and he's got some really 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 good ideas on what a militia is and what it isn't, and I mean common sense stuff. And he just had Stuart Rhodes on the end of last week, and there was one other uh, episode of his podcast. A little earlier, he had Stuart, so that was the second time he had him on. But anyway, if you get a chance, go back into uh, Survival Podcast archives there and 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 at least listen to, if you don't listen to all of them, but listen to the Stuart Rhodes one, and it's really good. But we'll get into our idea of what militias are and what they aren't, you know, in you know, future episodes. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover here today now. Um for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely get into militias because that could cover a lot of ground there too uh, on another episode. 
I got to address my friend Derek. Yeah. D in uh, California. Yeah. Derek. What part of California is he in? Santa Ana area. What's up, Dean, in California? Yeah, in Orange County. I got to tell you about my friend Derek. You're my friend Derek? Yeah, I should say we've all known each other since elementary school. He uh, he is him and Shooter Dan here is probably you know they're the top two friends that I, I have. And we got into a very uh, in-depth discussion the other day. Which now it ain't the other day because uh, <laughs> they, they get into deep discussions all the time. Yeah, I can say he's an attorney out there. We mentioned him on the very first podcast we did. And he, if anyone has ever found their calling in life, <laughs> it's Mr. Smalls. He, uh, he is one of the great debaters I've ever had the, the pleasure and annoyance to debate with. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, um, and we was, I don't know, let me give you some background. We talked for about two hours before I had to go to work. I had to be to work at midnight. And me and him was on the phone for about two hours. And we talked about a myriad of stuff like we usually do, guns and something, you know, things that are going on with him and me and, you know, life in general. Uh, we talked about politics you know, every aspect, you know what I mean? And and I had mentioned several times, you know, through it and in the past that I'm libertarian. And I think he kind of blew it off, you know. Didn't he pick up a gun because of us? I don't think it was because of us. But I knew he, when we started talking about guns to him, it, it did fuel a fire in him, I believe. Mm, right. You know, like, I mean, he's from old Charleston, South Carolina, you know. He, right. He, he's, got, he's got gunpowder running in his veins, you know. But he, um... And I think he kind of blew off the fact that we kept mentioning libertarians to him and, and stuff, you know, because, it, and he told me that when he was in law school, that a lot of the, I guess the faculty and the student body claimed to be libertarians, which just doesn't make sense to me, but he kind of blew it off, or I, I don't even say blew it off, that's the wrong word. He kind of minimized what libertarians were like they wanted to be they didn't want to be a democrat they didn't want to be a republican so they chose something that was different and it was kind of hip and it was kind of cool to be a libertarian to so, go against the status quo right which is good that would always go on against status quo is good um yeah he kind of like it was the hip thing to be i guess as a libertarian but i don't think he ever put much into what does what is a libertarian you know Mm-mm. yeah and so then we talked about it on the phone. I got ready for work. I went to work. And he was, when we were talking, he was in his in his car. So I guess by the time I got to work and he got home in front of Google <laughs> and started Googling what is a libertarian and he started finding out a little more about what they are, you know, then he had a ton of questions. I bet know. he did. But now I'm at work and can't answer. So I'm trying to text. He's texting me. and I'm trying to text him back, but I'm kind of busy, you know. And but he he brings he brings up some good questions like for people who doesn't understand what what an actual libertarian is, it's easy to go over for liberty. Yeah, we're for liberty. That's true. But how do you have liberty in the current governmental system that we have? 
Well, you can't <laughs> without some major overhauls of the institutions of government, you know? So, I guess he thought the whole idea of the libertarian philosophy of a stateless society and this and that and the other was kind of crazy. And He started proposing, as a good attorney does, the most... I called it preposterous, and I think he got a little offended by that because he... he I wouldn't call it preposterous. He just... Uh, lawyers like to come at you from every angle they can think of. Yeah. And, and I could see him doing that. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> and, and, and inundated me with, like, so many questions that I, I could probably write, you know, 35 pages on, and I, I'm trying to do it in text, and I gave up because I was like, I can't do this. You know what I mean? I can't explain. It's too... So this beginning here, Derek, is to answer your questions <laughs> about th some of the stuff you had. And one of the things was, he said, if, if Walmart wanted to exclude an uh, entire demographic of the population from going into their business and, right. and selling to them, like, and, he, and he, he said, uh, the Mexicans, he said, if, Mexicans, if Walmart said Mexicans can't come in their store and buy anymore would that be okay well the answer is yeah it's a business they can they can exclude who they want and who they can't but it's 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 so much harder to um explain than just yes because it sounds doesn't sound right but let me explain with every decision that that you make in business like walmart if they decided to do this if they decided to do this um they would have a lot of answering to do so there's no law saying that they cannot do this. There is a law now, yes. It was the Civil Rights Act of 1960 or 1950. I don't remember. This is in the 50s or 60s. The Civil Rights Act came out. But that ain't the point. Even libertarians at that time opposed it, not because they thought it was, uh, you know, because they were racist. They opposed it on the grounds that the federal government is, is using force to elicit certain types of behavior from individuals, you know? And I'll get to that in a minute, but well, if Walmart did this, they'd have a lot of answering to do to their shareholders and their bottom-end profit margins, you see? Mm -hmm. uh, they couldn't do it. But there's, let, let, let's go away from the corporate world. Let's say there's an independent shoe store, and he's, and he's, a, he's a racist, okay? Yeah. And he says... I'm, I ain't going to let black people shop at my store anymore. A damn dirty little shoe-selling racist. <laughs> yeah. And he should have every right to do so. Okay? <laughs> not, not, and again, playing devil's advocate, like it is his right to, if he wants to exclude complete possible um, possible cash flow into his business, well, he can, he can, he's allowed to do that. But it will be shunned in the, uh, in the court of the people. Right, you know? and that's where it comes out. And I'll, I'm going to give you the example. The the shoe salesman, when he does that, he's allowed to do it. But then it is up to the people to exercise their First Amendment right to protest, picket, and point out the and fact would. that he is a racist. You know, Jesse Jackson would be leading the charge. <laughs> right, right, and and that's what that's the way it's supposed to be. be Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all the yeah everybody. Lots of people would be protesting because. Well, well, did you ever have you ever seen the video? Um, 
Uh, Swing double ACP, that's what I meant. You ever seen the video of Massacre in Greensboro, North Carolina? I, I think so. It was where... Um, Greensboro was very historical for segregation and uh, overcoming the well, well, not civil at, rights. Yeah, but not, not at first. Well, the, they were getting together the march. Um, it was the Communist Party and, and the... Uh, and somebody, God dog it, it was the workers and the black community leaders were organizing a march. Uh-huh. KKK shows up. It's on YouTube, man. Look I, at I, it. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, and they just get out and start blasting them. You know what I mean? It, I don't even know how I got on that topic. But the fact is, these people are on the front lines of exercising their First Amendment. You know, and the, after that, the KKK... It it went downhill. And it's like you can't do you can't use force, you know? That right. is the whole libertarian philosophy. To use force to elicit certain behaviors is not right. Anyway, back to the shoe stores guy. So he has this shoe store and it and he tells the you know, I ain't gonna serve any black people at all anymore. Damn dirty little shoe selling right. racist. Right. And then but it's up to the people to out him, and here's why. Right now, you go in that shoe store, you don't know that that shoe store salesman is a racist, do you? No. No, but you are funding him, and you're supporting his business, and you're doing all those things. I want the racism to come out so I know where to go spend my money and where not to spend my money and let the free market determine his uh, success rate in business or his failure rate in business. You got what I mean? And that's the only way to cure it when people realize that it is not economically feasible to exclude certain segments of the population. Now, I know what Derek's argument would be here. <laughs> so I'm going to take Derek's point. He was like, yeah, but, and he brought it up. What if Jupiter Island, which is one of the richest areas in our uh, area around here in South Florida, you know, they decided, they got with the real estate agents and the local businesses, and they said, the real estate agents said, we're not going to show any more uh, black people any homes in this area, you know, and, and and the businesses said we're not gonna we're not gonna serve any more black people. Da, 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 da. All right. Well, he's assuming that everybody on Jupiter Island is first for this, which is to get a consensus like that will be pretty rare. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Second thing is let them do it. If they can support and sustain themselves, well, more power to them. But their their stature and their uh, leadership in the community, every person on Jupiter Island is a prominent figure in, in, in the public. So when they do this, you don't think they're going to take a hit? Let it, again, it's the free market deter- letting it determine you know, the, the success and failure of people because of their beliefs. Cause don't Tiger Woods have a house there? Yeah, he does. But according to Derry, he wouldn't be able to buy one there if this was in place. But all those people that those leading bankers and and uh, stock people and and business owners and that have houses there, they and if they align themselves with this type of philosophy, well, they got to answer to people that doesn't frequent their businesses and 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 keep them living on Jupiter Island anymore. You know? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention, they might get a civil lawsuit against them. And that was another point I brought up to him that in a libertarian society, lawyers are in high demand. Oh, yeah. You know, so you, it happens, you know. But anyway, the actual idea of voluntary associations with like-minded individuals is actually um, right in the libertarian philosophy. In other words, if 
these certain people believe like I do, you know, and I agree with their, um, I agree with what they're trying to achieve, but not through force, but through social change, okay? You can't force somebody by, to, at gunpoint to not be a racist. Right. Do you see what I mean? You can't do it. Yeah, you can make them act like they're not, but deep down it seethes and it breathes and it never will go away, you know? That's the problem with racism today is, uh, you know, people just won't let it rest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's been forced behind the veil of this thing and and it just burns people up. And, and, And even though... You know, you say things are better nowadays, and I, which I believe they are. I mean, we did elect a black man for president. And trust me to tell you, I, w- I was kind of proud of that fact when, when it happened. You know, I was like, wow. But at the same time, I had my reservations. I knew he was a gun banner, and he had more um, socialistic ideas than what I would like to have seen in a president. doesn't matter. I was still proud of that fact, you know. And then, so Derek brings up the fact that he said... Uh, we were in a car wreck. Me and him driving down the road, we are in a car wreck. <laughs> and he says, you know, all right, so we're in a bad car wreck, and you are one mile away from the white hospital, and I'm five miles away from the black hospital. Does that mean that, you know, you get, you get in, you get your surgery or whatever, and they save your life, but because I had to go four extra miles, you know, that might be the time that it takes to, for me to die. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I are know. You, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around this one because <laughs> I was like, why does it got to be a white hospital or a black hospital? I, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't Derek, we would have been in an ambulance going to the same hospital. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, where is he going with that one? <laughs> I, I left that one alone, kind of, because it was just like to me again, <laughs> ludicrous. And he's going to be offended when he hears that. But that's okay, D, because, you know, we're going to have you on, and, we're gonna, and we can talk about oh, this. Oh, man, we're going to love to have you on. It's gonna, I can just <laughs> sit back and watch the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> no, and people understand that I love the guy. And, D, I, I care about you a whole lot, man. And I know you just now probably started looking into this libertarian thing, and it seems absurd. But... I tell you what, I, what I will do is I'll text you some uh, YouTube clips of black people, white people, Mexican, Asian. They all want liberty. That's what it's about, the freedom to do what you want, to steer clear of those that mean to harm you, to rise up and protest those others that want to exclude you. You know what I mean? This is what liberty is about. Right. I'm not putting you in a freaking cattle car, oh, sending you off to the camps. Exactly. And uh, also, D and uh, Derek, um, I'm sure you, you can. This will be on our uh, website, so you can come and. I'm sure our listeners would like to hear what you got to say. Um, until we can get you on the podcast, you can come to the website. And, yeah, yeah. Post a comment right, um, right below the uh, where this podcast, will, you know, on our website will be posted. And, a rebuttal. Yes, yeah, <laughs> let us know y'all's opinion, man. We don't, you know. We don't censor nobody. I mean, if you get out there, down, out there and start calling us a bunch of stupid motherfuckers, and well, I might just, you know, free market will take care of your ass, and so will my delete button. <laughs> you know, it's all positive. Yeah, keep, d- keep it positive. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, keep it real. I mean, 
criticism is one thing, vitriol is another. Do you know? Anyway, here's the last point I want to make to Mr. Smalls that there is a big difference between a big L libertarian and a small L libertarian. You know? The big L libertarian is a member of the Libertarian Party, which is the third largest party that, that is out there right now behind the Democrats and the Republicans, and they are trying to infiltrate the system to become a valid third-party option. Okay? Good for them. However, most small L libertarians like myself is not like a part of the Libertarian Party, but even I would vote for a libertarian candidate on the libertarian ticket if I could, if they were, you know. But it just, it's kind of like this. They are becoming a part of the system that needs to be changed. Do you see? But others can argue that they are actually trying to incorporate the change by becoming part of the system. So uh, I think the jury is still out on the effectiveness of it. I do believe that the Dems and the Republicans have such a lock on the two-party system. And don't they come together when they need when they're both in oh, yeah. trouble? Oh yeah, that's, and yeah, it's like the gangsters. Yeah, you know, uh, when they have a third, you know, a third gangster family coming up in the ranks, you know, well, the other gang mobsters get together and go, we got to eliminate this upstart, you know. Yep. You know, and that's the way it is. Uh, but God bless them, and I hope they. They do what they can do, you know, and I may even support libertarian candidates along the way because I tell you, I can support whoever I want to. You know, I think the term independent, you know, there isn't really an independent party. People say I'm independent. What does that mean? Oh, I can vote Democrat or Republican. Okay, well, you're just part of the freaking problem. You know, <laughs> I'm an independent. What the heck does that mean? <sighs> anyway. And I think I think uh, that about covers my little rebuttal to Derek. I was able to do it in a in a better format than text message. There was one more thing that I overlooked that I forgot that he had said. He uh, Derek Derek talked about what if all the gun store owners got together and determined that they wasn't going to sell to black people anymore. I don't answer that one. And he said that you know he wouldn't be able to purchase the gun that he has right now if that was the case. Right? Right. Which is a sweet Kimber. 1911. Uh, yeah. How's that working out for you, D? Or Derek, uh, the Kimber? Yeah. Yeah. Let po- us know. Post in our comments and let us know. He, um, I said, well, if the gun store owners all got together and they decided that they wasn't going to sell to some sort of minority again, well, that would only open the doors to some entrepreneur that could take over a whole segment, you know? Get real rich. Right. So some young black entrepreneur says, well, there ain't nobody selling to black people. I will. Right. You know, again, you got to have trust trust in the fact that the free market will take care of itself it is the law of not, economics not, not and only, nature not only will you get all the you know black business but he's going to get a lot of white business too because people like me and d we ain't going to buy from the people that are racist right we're going to go buy from the the cool black guy that decided to make a name for himself right on it's kind of like the fact that you vote with your money and when people right. realize that then you support the businesses that you agree with and you don't give your money to the businesses that you disagree with. Like for me, I cringe every time I have to walk into the Walmart. 
I don't agree with their business practices and, and what they're doing. And, and so, you know, those two, three times a year when I have to go to Walmart about for something. Yeah, like I, their uh, nine millimeter can't beat that price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though I did find a place online that uh, matches the price. So, and it gets ordered to, and brought to the door. All right. Well, I just want to throw in that about the about that other scenario that he brought up because it, it, you know, to always look at things from well, it would just cause white hospitals. It'll just cause white ATF uh, or white gun stores. It'll you know, it'll just cause white businesses to exclude everyone. Man, it ain't gonna happen. Oh, I remember why I brought up that whole Greensboro thing, the Greensboro massacre. Because when you look at it, in the, and they were on the street, and they were, you know, getting ready to go before the KKK came out and blasted them, it was, uh, it was white people and black people mixed together in the freaking seventies. Yeah, you know, they were. There's a saying that kind of goes along with that. What's that? Guns don't kill people. Stupid kills people. And that's the truth. So I think of. Answer most of uh, Derek Small's questions, and y'all, y'all stay tuned because when we have them on, it will be fun. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh oh, it's uh, looks like it's time for uh, another episode of When Zombies Attack. These are true stories, people. They are very true. <laughs> only, the, only the names of the zombies have been changed. <laughs> To protect the zombies, not. No, um, this is going to be a really different and special segment of uh, When Zombies Attack. Um, it's got, it's going to be, uh, well, it's got personal ties to myself and D as well. Um, and, and, and Derek. Yeah, and Derek too. Because he was around. So... I'm just going to tell you the story, and then uh, we'll talk about it after the fact. I'm going to take y'all back to uh, my neck of the woods in College Park, Latson, um, Latson, South Carolina. And um, it was around 1978, 1979. I'm not sure the exact year. But first, let me say this. When we do zombies attack, uh, you know, I think we've touched base a couple times on the different types of zombies out there, and and it, the zombies attack segments we've done so far, they've been really good, you know. But sad as it is, when zombies attack, it's just not always a good ending. So 1978, 1979, that would have put us in about fifth grade. And, um, we had a friend and his name was, and I won't say his last name, but his, his name was Timothy. Really, really great friend to have. I love the guy. I mean, we walked to school together, me, him, my sister, his stepsister, um, just, just the greatest guy you could ever ask for. Always upbeat, always positive. I can't say enough about the guy. Um, it was a weekend, Friday, and uh, he was real excited. And he told me that um, him and his brother were uh, going to finally get to see his mom. Now, I came from a home where my mom, you know, a, a really 
good home where you know things like hearing somebody say I'm finally going to get to see my mom just as a fifth grader you just can't comprehend that so uh, I wasn't exactly sure what he was talking about and uh, he went on to say that yeah his mom was in the hospital and I'm like oh okay your mom's in the hospital And uh, he said, uh, you know, he hadn't seen his mom in a while because she was in the hospital. And he was really excited. I mean, the happiest I'd ever seen him. And um, so school let out that Friday and everybody went on their weekend. And, you know, and that fifth grade weekend recess from school is everybody's having fun and a good time. And Monday comes around. It's time to go back to school. And I was running late, um, so I missed uh, walking to school with him. And I had a classroom in the fifth grade. Uh, teacher's name was Miss Black, and it was real rowdy because she was a really cool teacher. She was one of those teachers that just let the kids cut up until it's time to start class, throw in paper, whatever you know, kids do. She just no, no harm in it. She was a young teacher. And she'd cut up with the rest of us. So I go walking in a little bit late, and the normal rowdy classroom is totally dead, quiet, silent. You could hear a pin drop on the floor. And um, the teacher's sitting in her chair, and she's crying. She's got a newspaper in her hand. And I'm like, standing there, not knowing what, do you go sit down or, you know, what, what what's up? And uh, she hands me the newspaper and uh, where I read that um, my good friend Timothy had uh, went to his grandparents' house where his mom was getting out of the hospital, but it was a mental hospital that she was getting out of. And I guess how the story went was he went to his grandparents' house where the mom was going to meet them where she was getting out of the mental hospital. And while the grandparents slept and Timothy and his brother slept, um, she got a hold of one of the grandparents' guns and killed Timothy and his brother while they slept. Put a bullet in both their heads. And then um, I guess how the story went from there was the grandparents heard the gunshots go off, um, found Timothy and his brother, and called the police. And this is the part that really makes me sick to my stomach. Um, Because the story went on to say that she was going to kill herself as well. But the police got there before she could, so she never got the chance. So people, to wrap things up, uh, that was really hard for me to handle back, you know, being a small kid in the fifth grade. And I kind of shut it out my life. 
but let me just say this now that there is a freaking zombie if there ever was one you don't get no more goddamn zombie than that and I will uh, leave it at that and we will talk about um, how this crap is going on all over the place it's epidemic proportions mom's killing their kids dad's killing their whole families you ain't hearing about it on the news no but it's out there and it's all over the place when I started looking at sh- tr- trying to find you know more information about uh, Timothy whether it's memorials and look up information on it online uh, I found all kinds of crap where these people taking this medicines and they're just zombies are freaking amuck So, yeah, guns don't kill people, stupid kills people, and stupid fucking zombies kill people, like the ones that, the the mom that killed her sons. My friend Timothy. Yeah. Damn it. Well, we could ban guns. It ain't the gun's fault. Exactly. It's nothing but a tool. Fuck that bitch. That's what, what I, I say. say. Like she should have had the guts to go ahead and pull the trigger on herself. How are you going to kill your kids? No doubt, man. I'll tell you how. It's called serotonin reuptake inhibitors. All right? Mm-hmm. And this ain't no crazy conspiracy theory. This is nope, about doctors. This shit's real. Yep. Giving kids freaking tranquilizers and, you know... Oh, We're going yeah. into conspiracy theory <laughs> Damn helicopters head, head, hanging out. <laughs> Listen. We're we're uh they can't see us in here anyway. Yeah. Because we are oh we forgot to tell them whether we were recording from the battle station. Deep inside the easy K compound. That's right. Listen, no all jokes aside. Uh, there is a big epidemic going on with the in the pharmaceutical world. And yeah, and it's called Xanax and hillbilly heroin and you know anything else they can get you to dumb down your mind or dull down your mind. And the doctors are just pumping it out like candy to anybody that uh, shows any sign. All you got to do is tell them, "Hey, I can't sleep," or you know, "What the fuck? I got a nervous twitch." <laughs> My ass itches, and they'll give it to you. Yes, because we live in the Petri dish of South Florida, which seems to be the testing grounds for... And if you don't believe me, go go find that documentary, The Oxycontin Express, yeah. and see the epidemic. I mean, every day, I if I don't talk to somebody personally about it they know somebody that's been affected one way or the other by these drugs and i don't think that um society's come up to the point where 
they realize the impact that it's having. Um, you know, we ain't going to get into the specifics of how serotonin reuptake inhibitors work, uh, but just to know that um, they they mess with the chemical balance of the brain so bad. You uh, and all these people that's murdered their children. You know, there's the the one lady up in South Carolina who drove her kids, you know, her car into the lake with them, and mm-hmm. there was that other lady out in Texas who drowned her four kids. You know, and they all say, "Oh, she got off her meds." <laughs> Well, yeah, because once you once you once your brain becomes used to having the, a certain level of chemicals in it, and then you get off your meds, like Xanax. Xanax is a really strong, strong, strong drug that should not be administered the way it's being administered here in Florida. Um, and the way it works is your brain produces GABA. GABA is short for I don't know what, but it's a naturally produced chemical in the brain that uh, acts like brakes for your brain. If your brain didn't produce this chemical, it wouldn't have any brakes, and it'd race out of control like a freight train. It'd feel like, you know, until your brain would just shut down and you'd go into a seizures and die. And that, and I stop right there. I can tell you, wasn't it Amy Winehouse that died from uh, Xanax withdrawal? Yeah, I had just learned that um, it was Amy Winehouse had her, her blood test came back negative. Um, and the only two things that you can die from withdrawal of is alcohol and Xanax. Yep. And she was trying to get clean of them both, but nobody uh, told her of the dangers of stepping off Xanax so damn fast. And basically, uh, right now, I don't think it's actually came out officially, but it ain't from overdose. She didn't die from overdose. She, over, she died from the withdrawals. Oh, right. Yeah. And it will kill you. It will definitely kill you. Um. I've done the research, and uh, so your brain produces this GABA, and it attaches to the GABA receptors, and it acts as your brain's natural break. And if you didn't have this GABA, your brain would race out of control and until it would overload itself and short-circuit and shut down, and that would be the end of you. Um, so when people start taking Xanax, it overloads the brain with GABA. And to the point that even you have... a uh, another part, uh, an enzyme that your brain produces that eats or kills the GABA if it's being produced too much. Right. Um, but still, it, it, it overloads the brain with GABA until your brain stops making GABA altogether. So when you come off of the drug Xanax, your brain is not producing GABA at all, so you have no GABA on your in, uh, on your receptors and no brakes on the brain. So your brain races like a freight train out of control until it can't take it anymore, and it will shut down, and that will be the end of you. You will have a grand mal seizure, and they will lay you to rest. So for all you people out there that don't know this, that are taking Xanax, now you know. You have been told. You have been warned. Do not just stop taking that shit. Yeah, here are some of the names of... uh some of the more common names of not not Xanax, but of the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, Prozac, Celexa, Zoloft, Paxil. You know, this yeah. is the stuff that it's prescribed. And what happens is, even if you have some sort of mild dementia, or you are you know a little off, you know, um, you know, and they give you this stuff to stabilize you, and that's all great and dandy, right? You say, oh, no, they don't say, say go meditate a little bit, or. Well, yeah, yeah. It seems it seems to work. They're oh, they're they're a different person, you know. They're okay, and they're actually they're they're high functioning zombies. Okay, whatever. 
Big Pharma's probably pushing that shit too. But what happens is, is as soon as they run out or forget to take their medicine, they get off their meds. The condition after the meds and before is 15 times worse than what it was when they first started taking it. Absolutely. You see, it's created a monster. Oh, yeah, Big Pharma's behind it. We got this article right here. Forest Labs CEO faces exile. Um, Giving antidepressant or... um yeah, antidepressant medication to kids, right? Uh, no, no, that's something different. He built his company's fortune on the antidepressant Celexa and Lexapro. Uh, faces exile from the healthcare industry. Um, he was getting kickbacks. His troubles began in 01. Uh, filed as, uh, this one physician filed a class action lawsuit alleging that Forest, Forest Labs was providing kickbacks to doctors who pr- prescribed Celexa. They're all doing it. You think they? They're ain't? all getting kickbacks. They all get kickbacks. You know, it's big money. Um, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. At the expense of your fucking mental health, people. And not only that, you know, so they they prescribe these things that I I have a whole list here of the side effects. Okay, now I think I would rather deal with the original problem than some of these freaking side effects that they have. And you all seen the funny commercials. It may cause four, uh, limbs growing out your forehead. It may, right. <laughs> you know, it may cause stinky feet. There's all kinds of freaking stuff it does. But the, the pregnancy risk for infants exposed to serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs. Um, this was on uh, the injuryboard.com. It says a class of drugs known as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors has made a world of difference for thousands of people who live with depression, more commonly known by their brand name Selexa, Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, etc. But, uh, but now studies show that they have been linked to an increased risk of birth defects, and among the possible risks to the fetus are persistent pulmonary hypertension, uh, I can't even say that word there. <laughs> it's a type of neural tube defect that affects tissues around the spinal cord and brain, specifically resulting in the absence of a large part of the brain skull. Okay, uh, craniosynthosis, birth defect. That's like a calcification of the spine, spinal column. Uh, yeah, it's a defect in which one or more of the joints in the infant's skull close permanently before the infant's brain is fully developed. Uh, Omphalocele, I don't even know what that is, but it's a birth defect where the infant's intestines or other abdominal organs, such as the liver, spleen, stick out of the navel, which is an extreme type of hernia. Mm. Jesus. It, it, it arises because um, it says here that the muscles in the abdominal wall do not properly close together. These births de- de- uh, defects are serious. Um, and the increased risk of their occurrence may not be extreme. Any indication that, that uh, SSRIs are causing them should not be taken lightly. Listen... It's zombies giving birth to zombies now. You know yep. what I mean? Come on. It's zombies giving away medication to make zombies, giving birth to zombies, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> zombies and zombie zombies. Which is good because more zombies for us to kill in the, uh, when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> Sharpen but, up the machetes. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not good. I'm just kidding. It, there ain't nothing good about this shit right here. Um, it's all bad. It is all bad. But, and, like, if, if people don't speak out against it, you know, it's just going to continue, so. Well, you know, 
me and my conspiratorial mind <laughs> sometimes believes uh, that the government allows the stuff to pass the FDA. Hold on, we'll pass, we'll pass. talk about the government. In order to uh, dumb down, I think he's gone. <laughs> to, to, to dumb down the, the the population, because let's say if we're a bunch of mindless automatons out here, just high functioning zombies, do going about, we, we can't protest, we can't hit the streets, you know, and, and I'm not calling for a, <laughs> a massive. Uh, revolution yet, but I'm saying it's more about awareness, yeah, of uh, what you know. If you're out there and and your doctor says I think Xanax would be what you need to go to sleep, you know, because they they prescribe Xanax. Find for, a new doctor. Find a new doctor because he ain't going to tell you how hard it is to get off of it, and then you got to go back to him time and time and time again to keep getting your prescription. You know, so he's it's just, you're just a just a milk money. He's just going to milk you. Yeah, here's a scenario for you. You go and say you do take the Xanax, right? Uh-huh. And you're, and you're you know, you're, t- you're used to taking the Xanax for however long you take it, and the shit hits the fan, people. Ooh. You know? The dollar crashes, or the stock market crashes, or there's a, a, a natural disaster, or a, a man-made disaster, or a crisis of some sort. Where you just can't get your medicine, you are fucked. You are. Oh no 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 no! You can, you can go with all the rest of them. <laughs> get on the get on the cattle car. Get on the cattle car. Go stand in the FEMA line. Yeah, and go, they'll, they'll give you some medicine. All right. Please give me my. Uh, give me my. Can I have my? Bang! You're dead. All right. You know, because you're going to be forced to, because you're going to be so fucked in the head that you're going to have to go and cowtail and lick the freaking boots of um, of the authorities in order to get what you need. Chances that's not liberty. Be. Chances that's, may be you might not even get it then. Yeah, it's that's not Just liberty. Stay people. away from the shit. That's that's, a, that's not liberty. Nope. You know, you have to stay sharp. You have to exercise your mind to keep it razor sharp. Because there, there, there are zombies trying to eat the brains of this country, and the brains of this country is the Constitution. And man, I think they got about half of it down their freaking nasty gullets as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we're gonna wrap uh, number six up. Cool. All right. And it's nice uh, being back. Yeah, sorry for the. Thank you uh, for your patience. All you people on their podcast land. Yeah, the prolonged absence was killing us. I uh. We'll try to get another one out right away uh, before this week's over to make up for the uh, missing one last week. And uh, you're going to close us out with the... All right, signing off. Um, Remember, people, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. Later. Later.